Welcome to Inside the Recording Studio. I am Jody Whitesides, and with me is Mr. Chris Helstrom. And today, we are talking about mic models, or modeling mics, or mics that model other mics. That's really kind of like the gist of this. But before we get there, I want to say, how are you? I'm doing well. Well, this is thank good. you. That was a very uh, energetic <laughs> intro there. I, uh, I I'm gonna have to have an extra sip of coffee here soon to kind of keep up with you. But no, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Joey? <laughs> I'm all right. I was playing pickleball this morning, so I'm already like amped up. Oh yeah, yeah. So you, you're gonna you're gonna fade quickly here in about you know halfway through the show, maybe. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Me neither. That'd yeah. be bad. Very very bad. I'm, no pickleball. I'm Recording. Pull good. this to uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to pull this to the goal line myself here, maybe. <laughs> yes, we're gonna put the cross and let you bear it. How did you uh, fare today with your pickleball adventures? Uh, it was a rough, rough day. I was playing with um, a lot of people consider. If we're gonna go on a whole side note here, so. Uh, there, there's Let's a ranking start on system. a side note right away. Right? <laughs> there's a whole lot of, there's like a ranking system and a lot of people understand the ranking system in tennis is mm-hmm. like you get three Oh, three, five, four Oh, four, five, five Oh, five, five and six, I think, or something of that nature. I am considered to be probably somewhere between four, five and five Oh. And okay. there's like this massive leap from four, nine to five Oh, I would think if you, but they really don't go with the dots between five and the point five and the dot O. And I was invited to play with several five O's today. And it was not necessarily demoralizing, but it was certainly harder. <laughs> it was rough going. Yeah. All right. It was a little bit harder. So, all yeah. right. So I understand you're having a rough morning. All right. So that's the pickleball segment of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> now that it's done, let's move on to, well, you can talk about what you've done. You've put something in your beard. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I look a little bit like uh, Beta from The Walking Dead today. Um, mm, I'm a little bead here. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to up my beard game here a little bit. So, mm. well done. For you. you to watch. Uh, I'm sorry. Well done, you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. <laughs> um, so, Mike models. Huh? Oh, oh that's okay. that was a good transition, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Smooth. Uh, that, well done. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we got the nonsense out of the podcast early on, and I'm sure there'll be more later. Right. Um, no, but like you said, Jody, today's topic is mic models. Yes. Right? Yeah, so so what what's a mic model? Well, it's a microphone that is manufactured to be as flat as possible, and then that manufacturing company then takes that flat as possible response that they know that they get from their manufacturing process. And then they create mm-hmm. software that tweaks that to hopefully sound like another mic that you actually want that you can't afford. Right. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a simple way of saying it. In yeah. A way. That, that's well, that's a gist of it, right? So you can impart the, uh, the personalities of, of these other mics onto this relatively flat mic, right. And get yes. an accurate response. And, uh, we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago how I remember seeing this at some point, I'm guessing late 90s. Mm. Uh, it, it was Groove Tubes we talked about, and Antares. Yeah, Groove Tubes and Antares had a thing where um, 
they said, okay, we'll input your mic here and you choose your SM57 that you have and you select from a drop down and now it's going to sound like a U87, right? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and everybody laughs. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, but technology has come a long way, um, obviously, since then with emulation software that we see all the time, whether it's plugins or uh, guitar amplification, whatever it is. And, and it's now you know, fairly widespread, I should say, with, with, with some of this uh, mic modeling technology. So yeah. um, it's... You're actually listening to me speak into one of these right now. Yeah. For what it's worth. You um, are like, you're a prime user right now. I am. I am. Um, I am using a Slate ML1 to speak mm -hmm. into here. Now, I am not a singer. So, <laughs> <laughs> and if you hear me sing, you, you'll know why. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'd like to have some options when I get vocalists coming here and do tracks for me or, or if I'm wherever I am, whatever, or I'm, I'm quoting acoustic guitar, whatever happens to be, right? I like to have some choices. Um, and I fall into the category that I, I don't have a favorite mic like you do. You got your C12, right? That you know works really, really well for you. Well, yeah. So <laughs> since I'm not a singer, I, I don't have that. But but I like the, the the options there, right? So unless you have, you know, a huge mic locker like an Eric Valentine or something, uh, this is a really, really great way, I think, to um, expand your mic locker without... Breaking your bank. Your yeah, exactly. Mortgaging so, the farm. Yeah. So... I think they're great. I think they're awesome. Um, I suppose the argument that some people would have would be like, well, I already have a, well, I mentioned an 87, right? All right, well, awesome. Good for you. That's great, you know. Um, but for other people, you know, it, it gives you flexibility for uh, less of an entry price, I suppose. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, like, the, if we're going to start going down that little rabbit hole, You've already sure. mentioned a Slate ML1. So yeah. uh, let's kind of get into some of the companies that are currently making modeling mics. Sure. Let me be, maybe just like round off the, the Slate thing here first. And then okay. we can kind of move forward. So uh, Slate makes two different models. There's an ML1, which is like a condenser mm -hmm. mic. And then there's an ML2, which is a dynamic mic, which models different types of microphone in that area. So you have, for different applications that you could use, uh, maybe you don't want to put a condenser mic on your snare drum when you're micing up a drum kit or something like that, right? So so there are different ones right there, and those are the two offerings from, from Slate. And, right. Uh, Some yeah. of the other companies that tend to make them. Townsend Labs makes a microphone, and yep. they make a single microphone that is a large diaphragm mic, but it has a front diaphragm and a back diaphragm. And right. that gives it kind of this 360 degree capability. And that because of the way it works with its environment, that's how they're doing their modeling on their diaphragms. And then we have yet another company called Antelope Audio. Yep. And they kind of do a whole lot of them, actually. They have roughly five. That uh, yeah, we I count know about. five. Yeah. I count yeah. five. They right. have their Edge Go, which is a USB input mic, and it's uh, it's a little tiny microphone. It's good for people that go on location for podcasts. Mm -hmm. We're not using one of those, unfortunately. 
Antelope, yeah. if no, you want us to try it, on. we can do it. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, that, that's a good idea too because the first thing that you might think, well, why would you have a USB mic business? But, but if you're doing location recording and stuff and um, – you still want to get high quality sounds that you can impart this characteristic on later on. I think that that's a brilliant idea. Yes. A little bit more possibly of a limited market, but but that that's a great option. But they have but they're filling that niche right there. Absolutely, their next as they should. Yes, and their next offering is called the Edge Solo, which is sort of like the Townsend and the ML One. Uh, yeah, it's a large diaphragm microphone. Then they have their Edge Duo, which is much more similar to the Townsend Labs because it is a too large diaphragm mic. And right. then they have their, I guess this would probably be like the cream of the crop kind of thing. They have their Edge Quattro, and that is a four-channel dual, dual diaphragm mic, which gives right. you mid-side and XY, <laughs> along with uh, bloom line and 360-degree sound. It's yeah. kind of a crazy contraption to get right. that many diaphragms going at once, but they've done it. But let's say that you're doing um, orchestral work. Well, That yeah. would be fantastic it, for that, right? For so room you sound, could, you know, it'd be awesome. Yeah, you can yeah. capture some pretty amazing things. And then, of course, you get to change it to whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, and then they have a fifth one called The Verge, which is more like the ML2 by Stephen Slate. It is a small diaphragm. Right. So, obviously, just rattling those off there, this is something that is – the technology has has come a long way and it, and it's out there and it's it's sort of mature. I have yet to hear anybody have one of these and go, "Ew, I really wish I hadn't bought that." You know, <laughs> right? Um, so it's uh, it's a cool thing, and I I could be wrong, but I think in the case of um, both Townsend and the dual diaphragm uh, antelope offerings, mm -hmm. that you can even impart different characteristics on both of the diaphragms. Yes. I know you can do that on the Townsend Labs. I'm not, I would assume they'd be able to do the same thing with the Antelope Audio yeah. as well. Yeah. So th that's, the options there are <laughs> kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, it's well, insanity. I like the Omni to be uh, 87 and I want this to be a C12 or a 800 or whatever it happens to be. That's, but that that's really, really cool. So um, you mentioned Obviously, this happening, the emulation is happening in the software world. Yes. Right? So it's a plug-in in your audio. Maybe you should talk a little bit about what kind of plugins we're talking about here. What, what are they? Are they all, you know, proprietary type of thing or are they natives or, or so – what do we got going for us there? I'll, I'll take Townsend, you take Slate, and then I'll rattle off some stuff about Antelope. How's that sound? Sounds brilliant. <laughs> okay. So if we're kicking it off here in a slightly different order than what we talked about from the mics and, and we're going with the software thing, Townsend Labs is kind of like the big boy on the block in a, in a sense, mainly because they've partnered up with Universal Audio. Now, you don't have to have the Universal Audio in order to run the Townsend Labs mic. But mm -hmm. uh, the cool thing about having the Townsend Labs mic in the universal audio world is you can use it and model whatever mic it is as you're recording. Right. So you don't have to do it after the fact. You can literally record with it and capture that sound as you're doing it. They, uh, so if you're doing that in console, that's obviously going to be a console plugin that 
I don't even know what Universal Audio uses as a console style, but uh, it goes right in console. If you're doing it after the fact in your DAW, then you're talking about using your AAX, VSTs, AUs, or RTAS type plugins inside your DAW. And mm -hmm. they have that both not only in uh, native format, they have it in Universal Audio's like if, if the direct plugin that you'd use from the universal audio. So you could go through the Apollo or you can go native when you're doing the Townsend Labs. And the Townsend Labs is kind of cool, as you mentioned just a moment ago. You can change each diaphragm to be a different mic or you can have it be the same mic as most people would probably do anyway. And they have, because of the two things going on, you get that cardioid whatever yeah, the cardio the omni or yeah. whether it's omni or hyper or or what have you that is represented in the mic from both diaphragms yeah so when you i want to go back a little bit to what you said there about the ua uh and tracking with these mics so normally what would be for somebody like me who's got a slate i'm guessing it's the same possibly for uh the antelope um but when you're you don't have to necessarily, you can choose the, the, the microphone that you would like to use after the fact to see if it's going to work in context, right? Which yes. would be one, you could argue that that's one of the benefits from this. Sure. Um, but you're saying that in the UA format, you can actually, you, you would print with it as you're recording it and you don't have to worry about that step afterwards. That is My correct. Understanding you correct. Right. That is okay. correct. So yeah. they, you, that's, the Unison, what they call the Unison plugin. So your Unison plugins, and if we delve a little bit farther than just the mic modeling, can either be your preamps right. or your mic model. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Either way yeah. you want to do it. Yeah, so. so it's just one of those making decisions, like you're not making it after the fact, you're, you're committing and you're doing that. So, that yeah. is correct. Yeah, all right, okay, very cool, very cool. All right. So, so tell so, us about uh, the Slate. Well, the Slate is native. Oh. It's not dependent on any of the hardware apart from the mic, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but um, the standard formats, it's, um, you know, audio units, you got VST, AX, that type of thing. So it works, works with pretty much all platforms, right? <laughs> um, but what it's doesn't simple these days? That would be terrible, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's that's a whole nother discussion right there. Right. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's just a simple plugin um, that goes into if you haven't seen it before, but but the Slate plugin format is kind of like a 500 kind of style rack, right? Mm -hmm. Where you plug everything in, so it just goes in there, just a plugin with a bunch of drop downs for each mic that you would like to do, which is actually really really cool to kind of try when you recorded a vocal track, uh, and you can see, oh, I wonder what the the 800 sounds like, or what the singer would be sounding like, or what's Again, program dependent for the show. Um, Cheers. Yeah. Um, but, but it just plugs in and you can even apply this um, more excessively. Now, some of these changes can be quite subtle, actually. It's not like day and night necessarily in all cases, right? So you can impart from obviously 100% of what the mic is sounding like, and then you can actually boost that. A little bit more. So if you want to impart more of an extreme version of whatever mic model, you can do that as well. Um, and no latency, obviously. 
So you, you can track with it, but you're not tracking the actual sound. You, you, you would commit that later, just as you would any other kind of amp sim or preamp or anything like that. But, but it just plugs in right into your session. Uh, it's really, really simple, and it, and it sounds really, really good. So uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, for somebody, like I said, for me, that I, I really like the flexibility of it mm-hmm. um, for different singers and uh, different instruments, all this kind of stuff. But but it's just a native plugin and it works a charm. Uh, I haven't noticed any kind of real like CPU hit on it. So it's not like it's going to drag your system to its knees with, with all the, the math that's going on in the background. Um, so... Yeah, two thumbs up for me. I'm a big fan. I'm probably going to at some point pick up a couple of the ML2s just for like different instrumentation and uh, get my hands on those and see what I think with those. Fun for you. I think so. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good time to be alive. Right? Well, <laughs> technically so, with this year we're having maybe not so much, but, right. uh, but, but on the technological sense, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good time to so, be alive. So uh, one thing I didn't really mention and you didn't really mention is that yeah. the Townsend Labs has 30 different microphones that they model. Jeez. 30 different like models, like from the right. U47, U87, C12, all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, the Slate has 18 models that you can get for the ML1, and then there's also 18 models for the ML2. Yeah, and if they're you, different. Uh, they're in different packs as well. So the first pack you get into, um, first it comes with a mic. It's like, what, what did I count? One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. It's a good chunk of choices there. It's upwards of 10 that, that come with it standard. And then there are expansion packs that you uh, can get. Right. Uh, personally, for me, it, I, I try these and I'm like, I have enough flexibility in these. So I, some people swear about expansion pack XYZ, whatever happens to be, right? Um, Whatever floats your boat. It's, as we have said in the past many times, program dependent. Yeah, there is that. And I was trying to be a good boy here because they've been running sales and things, all these expansion Uh, packs. And I'm like, oh, you really, really want to get this. Um, But I restrained myself in thinking, okay, well, is it a need here or is it a want here? And at that point, it was it was a want. It's more um, of a want, isn't it? Yeah. So whether it's it's a small, relatively small investment, it's still one of those things where I'm like, okay, just don't start with the collecting of stuff here. That's going to go unused. But mm. anyway, that that's an aid side to that. There, there are more, um, you know, emulations that are part of it that you can get. And uh, one thing while we're talking about the different kinds here. Mm-hmm. Um, Whenever you're talking about this type of technology, where whether it's emulating a microphone in this case, or whether it's an SSL console, you always come across people say, "Well, it doesn't sound like mine." Well, <laughs> you know, well, we can not- kind of say that right now in and of itself with this podcast because yes. you are currently emul- emulating. Uh, boy, that was. Not so easy, easy for to you say. to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're currently emulating a C12, if I am not mistaken. I am, yes. And, well, that is going to react differently than the actual C12 that I am using, plus yes. the fact that your voice sounds different than mine anyway, as it is. So, uh, yes, I but agree. It, yeah, it's all, but it's also dependent on 
which microphone, which actual microphone that was actually emulated. Right. So they didn't emulate my C12, so it's really not going to sound exactly like my C12. It's going to be very close. Yes. If you were sitting talking into my mic and, and A being that, it would probably be very, very close, but it's not going to be exact. But, but that's, I think that's a nonsensical argument, really, when people go into that. It's like, well, it doesn't sound like my, well, if you have one, then why are you complaining about it? You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and and so. there's, just to kind of have an aside, with UA recently doing a live thing of uh, Jaquire King yeah. recording a band in the studio, and he was emulating a couple of different things, and they actually liked the emulation better than his actual unit for the particular vocalist right. that they were recording. So yeah. that was kind of an interesting thing where they're like, well, you know what? I actually like the emulation better on this. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've heard other people do that with different ones as well. And it, But again, it's like ding, 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 program dependent. Right. But it, it just, I think from my perspective, I, I try to think of it as like, well, isn't that an awesome problem to have, to be really like spoiled for choice, right? Where you got, well, we can do this and this, and, and it's all about the end product uh, sounding as good as possible, right? Sure. Or appropriate as possible, I should say, for, for the track. So, right. And um, before we dive into the antelope situation, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. And we're going to follow up here with Antelope Audio's software situation. They also run in AU, VST, and AAX format. So you pretty much cover all your bases on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, bases. Bases. Cover all your mics. <laughs> all, 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 all plug-in formats there. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're covering most of your uh, plug-in formats that will get you into most DAWs. In terms yeah. of the number of emulations, though, that Antelope has, they have 15 mm-hmm. or more than 15 that are available across all their different mics. So obviously all their mics do not get all the emulations. Although I would right. think Depen- that the quad does. That would seem like that one would get all of them, but I don't know. Yeah. I have no, not actually used the Antelope sense, Audio yeah. stuff yet. And uh, maybe we should just kind of point out, hey, Antelope Audio, what are you doing? <laughs> Send us something to try out so we can like say, hey, thumbs up or thumbs sideways. I don't know. Um, yeah. So software-wise, Antelope is not quite at the same amount of microphones emulated as the Slate and the Townsend Labs, but... They have more mic models to choose from that you can start with as your initial sound. Right. So they're filling more of the niches on the front end. And one would only assume that they'll fill all the in, the back end niches at some point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's still, I think we could still probably classify this as emerging technology. So, um, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's not brand new by any stretch here, but it's, you know, there's going to be more emulations and all this kind of stuff, I'm sure, coming up all the time. But um, of course. But of course. But it is, it is fantastic um, technology. I, I mean, I, I'm proudly waving the flag here. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, so um, I guess it, it just kind of comes down to, well, why would you, why would you use this? And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you is the better question. Yes. And I I would have to state that in working with a Townsend Labs and just trying it out, 
Mm-hmm. There are times when not only you know that the there's a certain mic that's going to sound good on your voice for whatever application. Like for me, a vast majority of the time, especially with rock and, and the pop stuff that I tend to do most, the C12 is like hands down, bing, is going to be like the, the first choice. It right. just fits my voice for the most part, almost to a, a T or a glove. And there have been times though, like I just recently did vocals on a track where it was more of like, I don't want to say Americana, but mm-hmm. it was definitely a lot more acoustic vibe or acoustic pop. And the C12, especially based on the subject matter of the song, mm-hmm. was too bright, too present, too everything. Gotcha. Yeah. It was like really like, yeah, it fits my voice really good. But for the song in and of itself, it was the wrong vibe for the tune. Yeah. So I happened to have a, a darker mic, uh, a GT, Groove Tubes MD1A, which... Mm-hmm. I don't think they make any more. And I, what was it? Silver. What's the mic company that, that kind of took over the groove tubes brand name? Was it silver audio or something like that? I think I'm that, not sure. I think I it's, yeah. I think it's a company called silver. It was our, it, our, uh, whatever guitar centers, mic line is, I think it's like silver audio or something like that. And they were remaking some of groove tubes microphones and I'm not sure they ever did the MD one a, but the MD one a is a all tube mic that is very dark. And Mm -hmm. I'm willing to guess that, well, actually, I'm pretty sure that none of these companies have modeled the (laughs) MD-1A, unfortunately. (laughs) But for this particular song, and I happen to own one, it was perfect. I I found the right preamp for it, found the right compression for it, and I was able to dial in the the right amount of, of sizzle from the high end for a darker mic that fit my voice for the quality of this tune. So yeah. that was one of those rare instances where it's like, man, that didn't fit right. Although it would have been nice to have, say, the Townsend Labs and right. be able to try like the Sony yeah, or or something of that nature or a C14, which I don't actually have in my position at the moment. So those are the kind of things where it's like, if you get the choices to go through various yeah. mics, you can find not only what's going to help the singer sing better, but also fit the vibe of the song more appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's that's the thing that you get with, you know, obviously choices, right? When you have if you're, you know, Blackbird Studios, you have <laughs> and you have like everything under the sun. <laughs> right. So but but that's why they have that. Sure. It's not just like an investment. It's like, well, we can get you whatever you need for the track. Right. right? Or if you're an Eric Valentine that has you know, also a huge mic locker, right? <laughs> so, but but it is that flexibility. So, unless you are the owner of Blackbird or you are Eric Valentine or anybody like that, um, mic models are, are a great way to kind of get in that similar flexibility that, yes. that uh, you can need for your tracks. So, say that you're, let's say that you're the engineer and you have a case like you just described, where a singer comes in and and you have, well, this is my vocal mic. And again, if that's your vocal mic, 
that's your mic, that, that's the one you use. But when you have that flexibility and you go, oh, maybe we should try a different one. Maybe we should try the, you know, an, an 800 or, or like you said, or, or whatever it happens to be, that can only benefit you. Uh, unless it leaves you with so many options that you just get uh, or decision <laughs> you paralysis, break down and right? You cry. It's like, oh my, I can't. Yeah, choose. I can't make a decision now. <laughs> but um, the one thing though, I'm I that would be interesting is whether or not somebody could make a ribbon mic that could emulate other ribbons. That would be tough, I think. But you know what? But but you know somebody's going to do it. You know? Somebody's going to do it, and it will be rad. Because as much as I like my C12, and it is uh -huh. a very very expensive mic, so you can get a C12 essentially. How much was your ML one? They retail around eight hundred bucks. So uh, plus tax here, but but. They're frequently deals. I got mine. It was one of those like Black Friday things. I got mine for five hundred bucks. Yikes! <laughs> right, because the C twelve is like eight grand or more. There you go. Right. So now I got you know, yeah. So it, th there's another so, question, though. Okay, so is, is the the difference between your mic and my mic is that worth is that you know, worth seventy five hundred dollars? Right. So, right, and um, that's even discounting I'm say all the yes, other. But yeah, because yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I you have C12. to. Yeah, have, well, I don't have right. to, but I love my C twelve, and it's a great mic. However, that being said. Um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Shit. Um, <laughs> no, you were talking about a ribbon, <laughs> the, the ribbon mic mics. and how you're- I've yeah. had the opportunity to sing through an RCA ribbon mic, one of the original RCA type ribbon mics. And uh -huh. those things, at least on my voice, sound like perfection. I mean, it, the C12 gets very close in terms of quote unquote perfection, yeah. but the RCA ribbon- <laughs> it's just like it's like part the sky i'm coming down i am like you know you're a vocal god at that point and i would love to have, I have one arrived. But, yeah, but i think if i'm not mistaken that a, a ribbon mic from the rca era the of what i'm talking about is anywhere from 30 to 50 grand <laughs> you better just like, take two then right yeah <laughs> it's like how do you afford that you know most yeah. people can't Right. And then the repair costs and all that kind no, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The Just upkeep they're, they're and very, you got to be very gentle because they're delicate. And yeah, it's, it's right. a nightmare. Yeah. So. so, yeah. So, mic models, I'm a big fan. Uh, big fan. Gives me a lot of options. And, well, it gives everybody a lot of options. Doesn't it now? Yes. Yeah. Anybody that gets so, one, I should, you should say, or I should say, yeah. or we should say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and in that regard, why don't we think that the, uh, or not why don't we think, but being that uh, we do these Tuesday tips, mm -hmm. you should probably do a Tuesday tip mm -hmm. on what various mic models sound like. Sure. Through the ML. That, that's a system. good idea. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That sounds good. I think that's yeah. a brilliant idea. <laughs> all right so we'll do that for the tuesday tip yeah yeah um sounds good all right anything else there with that jody well that you would in terms of the mic models mm, no yeah. i think we've covered them pretty well we've we've discussed like who makes them and the kind of software and where you can yeah. use them in your recording chain uh yeah no i think that at this point we kind of delve right into friday fine 
And with that, because we always started our Friday finds with you, we're going to cut back to you and say, what did you discover this week that people in podcast land need to know about? I feel like I should get uh, sponsorship money from from Slate this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Steve, uh, no, wake up. Yeah, yeah. No, in all seriousness, um, they just announced and released a um, a new set of headphones mm. that are, But you're not wearing them right now. I'm not wearing them. I don't have them. I'm intrigued to try them out. But um, they offer different monitoring solutions. Mm. Uh, what I mean by that is basically it's it's new technology that makes the sound sound like you're coming from a couple of different um, studio rooms. Um, energy studios, a couple of other ones. And they also do it. It's, it's essentially made to help you make better mixing decisions that are going to translate to different environments. So they even have things where, you know, you can make it sound like you're listening to a boombox. It can be the car stereo. It could be even, you know, the Apple earbuds, that type of thing. And you're giving me a face now that I see I was doing the same thing first where it's really, really easy to be skeptical about this. Well, I'm like, not yeah, thinking skeptical. I'm just thinking this sounds an awful lot like sonar works. Right, but Sonarworks is still not going to put it in. That's going to make your room sound really, really good, but it's your room, uh, not the different environments. But right? you can, so, but, well, I, I, let's just say this. Sonarworks, in that regard, you can, if they don't have a model of your headphones to flatten them out, you can send right? them your headphones and they will make that model for you. It's a little right. pricey, but they can do it. So- it's almost Sonarworks could actually but this is take it a step further as well, right? But Sonarworks yeah. could technically do that in a sense. Not that they would, but it's just it seems it, similar. It's probably yeah. It's probably based on the same kind of sort of technology, but I think this goes a little bit step further because it uses all the binaural. Um, so it's like speakerphone from from uh, no. the 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 the. All the altiverb guys. Altiverb right? guys, uh, yes. They yeah. speakerphone no. emulated no. different yeah, no, environments. I remember that. Right. But no, it's not that. This <sighs> basically puts your music in. You have to go check out the videos. We'll yes, put a I link will. on. Uh, I, I will podcast. do that. But um, I was, I first, I started reading about it. I'm like, yeah, healthy, <laughs> healthy dose of skepticism, I have to admit. Um, but People are really, really, really raving about them. Hmm. Um, and I would be interested to check him out. There was, I read something this morning about a guy who had reviewed them. And he said, look, I love my studio. I love my, I think he had barefoot 800s, I think what they're called. Amazing setup, right? He's like, am I going to get rid of them? No. No. But he said, but this is a really, really good thing that um, – he could try it on different systems and all this kind of stuff, different studios for different mastering applications, that kind of thing. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I have thought about a um, another set of headphones here. So um, let's see. I, so that's my pick. They're, they're called the VSX, Slate VSX. Okay. Um, so that would have to be my uh, my find. 
You're uh, fine. For, Headphones. Yeah. What about you? What do you got? I'm cruising through life with a new reverb. Nice. Yes. That's always nice to do, right? <laughs> you can never have too many reverb choices. Well, actually, maybe that's not entirely a You can never state, have too probably, many good reverbs. You can choices. never have too many good reverbs. And Isotope has recently mm -hmm. released a brand new reverb known as Neoverb. Yes. It's not quite like the Matrix, but it's pretty damn close. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of its operational functionality. Um, yeah. Neoverb is, is Isotope's take on simplifying and I don't want to say complicating, but definitely simplifying the reverb process for those that don't have as strong a handle on it. Right. And the yeah. interface can be either ridiculously simple or stupid complex yeah. is a good and way this of saying is built, it. Yeah. And this is built a little bit on their sort of like AI engine as well. Oh, it's, right? yeah. It's definitely they've yeah. got an AI engine built into it. So uh, Neoverb gives you like this simplistic screen that has three points to it in a sense where you have a room, a medium-sized reverb, and then a giant hall. And you can drag your little cursor around in there if you want to play around with it to hear what it sounds like with varying mixologies of all three of those kind of concepts in it. In yeah. addition to that, it has an AI function, like you mentioned, that you tell it, I want something that sounds dramatic and how dramatic you want it to be and whether you want it to be clean or dark or bright or airy or what have you. And then you punch the button and then you play your source audio through it and it sits there and it doing its little computational things of whatever based thing. on what you're telling it. Yep. And then it creates this reverb <laughs> and it will create a pre-EQ curve and a post-EQ curve to help keep the reverb from masking the original source and all that. And it's pretty badass. <laughs> and yeah. I've been using it now since it's been released. Uh, I've been doing some tracks for a TV show and I've been using that reverb specifically on getting the sounds that give me the depth in the tracks for these, for these tracks for this show. And it's working out very nicely and it's like, wow, that's nice. And they've added a certain functionality that I guess I've only ever seen elsewhere in Logic's Space Designer, thanks to you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, and, I didn't implement it. I just pointed it <laughs> I know out. you yeah. didn't implement it, but I'd never yeah. noticed it before. And I'm sure there are other reverbs that have that are doing this, and I just maybe have not paid quite enough attention. But uh, Neoverb has the ability to pick the pre-delay based on the time of right. You the can note sync you it pick. to like a thirty-second, note second, or 60th yeah, thirty-second, one twenty-eight, sixty-fourth, dotted or triplet versions of those things, eighth notes, quarter notes, what have you. However long you want your pre-delay, and then you don't have yep. to go into some random calculation of like trying to figure out what tempo am I at, what do I want as my little cut for my pre-delay, which is what I've been doing for the forever. <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out my pre-delay, I've got like this handy dandy like chart of like chart. This is the milliseconds yeah. in pre-delay of what you need. And mm -hmm. I've always just dialed it in using milliseconds, but uh, Logic's Space Designer does it if you click a certain button and Neoverb does it if you click a certain button. So it's pretty darn cool. Yeah. In addition to that, yeah. it's got a real deep interface for each type of reverb, whether it's the 
the room or the hall or plate, plate and hall or not plate, but plate and medium sized hall, I guess, go together and then large yeah, hall and the room, giganto hall, and then just the room. So you can go in and you can dial in certain things for each thing of the room, or you can use a single slider to kind of dial in multiple things at once. So they, they, yeah. they really did their homework when it came to this reverb and it, it, it's got a real nice sound to it based on what you do with it. And the AI works quite well as well. So my pick yeah. is the Neoverb from Isotope. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, the, it sounds good. I mean, it. Um, one thing that I think is a real cool thing with that is that it can be as simple as you want, but you still have the complexity there to adjust if you want it to. Yes. You know? So it, it, it's, a, it's a cool one. I like it. I like it as well. Yeah, it's definitely, it was designed with the beginners in mind that don't know mm -hmm. as much about reverb and it, uh, it, it allows for that. And then mm -hmm. it allows for the high-end pros to really get into the nitty-gritty workings of every little nuance inside of it, which is really quite cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Really so, like the tweakability. Yes. Yep. Very, very tweakable. Very, very tweakable. All right. All right, Jody. So that pretty much wraps up our episode for this week of yep. our podcast now inserted with Friday Finds in it. And as mm -hmm. a note, if you are listening at this point, still, we ask you to go to the website, sign up for our email list. If you're really loving what we're doing, hit the little donation button. We really appreciate it. And on top of that, tell a friend, or if you're well, a balsam hair shampoo products, tell two friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, and there it is. And with that, I'm going to say, see ya later. See you later, Jody. Have an awesome day. You too. And everybody out there, we'll see you on Tuesday and next Friday.